You Disciple podcast, where we unpack the ins and outs of Catholic life and explore how you can be a disciple on campus, in your parish, and in the world. I'm Father Nicholas Pierce, and this is another year of the You Disciple podcast. And today I'm being joined by Jacob. Yep. Welcome. Good to see you, Jacob, back by popular demand. <laughs> only the best on the You Disciple podcast. Oh, only the best. <laughs> and we have a new a new face, a new voice on the yes. podcast. Uh, so Josephine, very welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Father. It's it's great, it's great <laughs> to have you. So for those of you who have been listening for a little while, you're obviously probably familiar with Sister Mary Helen, uh, but we've sent Sister Mary Helen back out to the school. So she is, uh, if she's listening, a uh, uh, warm hello to Sister Mary Helen, who has taken up a, a full-time role teaching this year. Uh, but she has promised us that she will come back in and do some cameos on the You Disciple podcast uh, Jacob, you are back by popular demand because your coffee podcast last year was was probably our well most commented podcast <laughs> of all. I didn't hear that. Um, some people have come up to me on the street actually and said, "How does amazing. he really like Seven Eleven coffee?" Yeah, and it's it's been a talking point about Father Nick's sort of coffee habits around the archdiocese. Yeah, <laughs> and Joe, you're new to our team, so I tell am. us a bit about yourself. So my name is Josephine. People call me Joe. I've just moved back from Queensland, back to Melbourne, where I was teaching in, well, not teaching, I should say, I was working in Catholic uh, boarding school for girls. I was there for a few years and then I came back to Melbourne actually to work for the Archdiocese. And so, yeah, if you're on a university campus around Melbourne, you're going to see Joe around a lot. You're here yeah. to help, help encourage and inspire discipleship on campus across the Archdiocese, which is... No, no mean feat. No, that's the hope. Yeah. I know, because I had the job once. <laughs> <laughs> I have big shoes to fill. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's what are we in? We're in the middle of February. Middle of so February, yeah. It's yep. uh, a new year. It's summer here in Melbourne. It's been great weather. It's been really good weather. We had a couple of really hot days, though, in the last couple of And then in true weeks. Melbourne form, a few sort of... Freezing days straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and cyclonic storms. <laughs> but um, how was your summer, Jacob? Yeah, it was really beautiful. I went up to Brizzy and saw the family. Um, had a lot of fun out in the and in the pool and stuff. So, yeah, it was great. It's been really nice over the last couple of weeks to see things sort of kicking off here in Melbourne again. So, Theology of the Pub kicked off last week at a new venue, which was very exciting. Yeah, Theology of the Pub is now with the Crafty Squire on Russell Street, and it's been an excellent venue. First Monday of the month. Shout out to the uh, our friends at the Crafty Squire. Yeah, for so welcome. thank you so much. Uh, and 6.30 Holy Hours back on at the Cathedral, and yeah, there's lots of, lots of things happening as, as the year kicks off. And... I don't know about you, but Christmas sort of came and went very quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> I mean, I had just moved back from Queensland, so I had a lot of moving going on. And then a visit to my my parents' house out in the country. We had a big family gathering, as we usually do. The family keeps growing. It was already big, but now with all the siblings married and having children, it just keeps growing. So I'm the aunt that gets to entertain all the children <laughs> for days on end. 
But in um, in case you you're not uh, glued to your liturgical calendar, <laughs> um, Christmas the Christmas season was short because Easter is it's almost up. at its earliest yeah, point it can ever be so. in the calendar. I think yeah. so. Uh, the Christmas season was very short, and we we then had what six weeks of ordinary time, and this yeah. week we've ticked over into Lent again. So yeah, back in already. back into purple, back into back into penance. Some of us have been doing Exodus ninety, uh, so some mm. of us have had a bit of a bit of a pre Lent, uh, enjoying those cold showers. <laughs> yeah, uh, public public confession: cold showers are really a struggle for me. So um, no, I haven't been enjoying them, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been having a lot. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will claim it, but yeah. um, lots of other great parts of Exodus 90 for the people out there who are doing it. But otherwise, everyone sort of gets their Exodus 50 uh, starting this yeah, this week with Ash Wednesday. Wednesday yep. What are you giving up for Lent? Um, I Well, I'll, I'm giving up a bit of sugar and a bit of the, the sort of that sort of stuff, as everyone kind of does. But I think more I want to bring in more disciplined prayer into my to my time of Lent this this next sort of 50 days. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, what are you giving up, Joe? Well, actually, having just moved into a new place here, I don't have a lot of things right now. Yeah. I don't have a TV. <laughs> wow. you know, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that I, maybe I'll just delay getting yeah. and, and put it off. That'll be sort of a forced fast then from a lot of things. Yeah, a bit of penance, not putting on Netflix when you get home. Exactly. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah no subscriptions, nothing. Mm. The one thing I, I've noticed doing Exodus 90 with this group has been um, how much more I'm reading. Yeah. Um, I just I don't watch a lot of TV, but I watch enough TV and I sort of go, okay, get home at the end of the day and I've said my prayers and I've had my dinner and it's still daylight outside. <laughs> uh, what am I going to do? And so I'm reading a bit more. So I'm I'm really hoping this Lent to uh, to keep that up. Yeah. To, um, and reading reading fiction and non-fiction at the same time, really which good. is yeah. it's really good. So. So Lent is a time of increased prayer, increased acts of penance, fasting, and also increased charity. Um, Joe, like we're heading into this Lent and the scriptures this weekend speak to us in particular about that desert experience of the Lord. Yes. Um, and also referring back to Ash Wednesday, because of course Lent did start a few days ago with Ash Wednesday. And so also calling to mind how Jesus speaks to us in that gospel about the need to, to practice these penances, prayer, almsgiving, fasting in secret. But then this Sunday coming up, Jesus going into the desert, being led by the Spirit to go into the desert to pray and having that experience of temptation, overcoming temptation and growing in that relationship with the Father. And I think those are the key themes for us as we go through Lent, is that looking at, okay, what is Jesus doing in these Gospels? What is he trying to teach us, to show us? And to me, modelling humility come, is really at the forefront of what mm. Jesus is doing. Absolutely, yeah. You're listening to the You Disciple podcast, where we put the you in disciple. So humility, um, I spoke a little bit about that in my Ash Wednesday homily because I spoke about the, the effects of original sin that we, we, we all know and live with on a daily basis. And 
and that the, that separation from God, that separation from our our human experience in its perfect form, in its, in its goodness, and that separation from other people um, really requires of us a willingness to enter more humbly back into right relationship with, with God and that Lent provides us an opportunity to do that. Yeah, and I think you've just said, given a really good definition of humility, what is humility? We often think of you know being meek and mild mm. of manner and... But really, I think the heart of humility from a Christian perspective is having that right relationship Mm -hmm. with God. And so going to that idea of separation from God and the need to repair that relationship. Why is it so hard? Great question, (laughs) Father. (laughs) Jacob? Um, (laughs) I think it's so hard because we, I think part of us are fighting against our natural instincts to sort of, um, to control or to... um, um, make things into the way we want them to be. But real, really, humility comes back to that surrender, that the things that I can't change. And I, I suppose this is what I spoke about on, on Wednesday was around the fact that we don't often fight. Mm. That very, very regularly we, we just give in. Yeah. We give in to that, that wounded part of ourselves that, that, is, that puts us at the centre yeah. or that, that doesn't want to struggle in that relationship with god or isn't willing to struggle for right relationship with others and more well definitely from my experience more often than not the temptation is to actually just not try no because it's hard it is really hard but jesus also makes it easy when he gives us the example of becoming like little children Mm. yeah (sighs) i know (laughs) yeah keep going (laughs) So you're going to get very used to this in this podcast, Joe, where someone else says something really smart and holy and I go, oh. Really? <laughs> Just giving you ideas I, for your next Do I, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> so this idea, which isn't mentioned in, in the Gospels during Lent, but that idea from Matthew, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So although Jesus is calling us to something very high, you know, to, we are children of God, mm the way that he is showing us is that of a child. Yeah. So we've all, we were all children. At, at our fundamental core, right? Like we, we're born with natural humility. You know, we are inseparable from and dependent on our parents. And I think dependency is mm. that one attribute of humility that we can strive for. Yeah. And when, when you look at little children, um, they are utterly dependent. Yeah. They, they can't Every do anything of without their, their parents. Yeah, right. And what's beautiful too is how they recognise that so simply. You know, every school mm. teacher has asked every school child, who is your hero? Yeah. And it's always mum or dad. Yeah. And in a sense, that's how we should be w- towards God and in our relationship with the father. So I think, I think what happens as we grow older and mature a bit um, you know, we turn into teenagers and get, get a bit older and we become less dependent on our parents and we become more influenced by the people around us, culture, you know, social media, whatever it is, that we lose sight of, of what of that relationship and being, being dependent on the wrong things instead of on, on God. And I think one thing we learn from Christ, and we see this in, in the gospel for the first Sunday of Lent, is that he is, in order to be dependent, we must trust. Mm. And... From our, our fallen experience, trust is more often than not broken in, in, our, human, in our human experience. Yeah. And so 
we can carry that over to our our attitude towards God. Yeah. And if if we if we learn if we learn to lack trust in our human relationships, then more often than not, we lack trust with God. Where where Christ, who is fully human and fully divine, models for us that that complete and utter reliance and trust that His Father will look after Him. And we see that in the series of temptations in the desert. Yeah, we do. But we see it also before even there, just in his obedience to his earthly parents, to Mary and to Joseph. So he's really choosing oh, that Obedience path. to Mary? We've got to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think God knows, you know, that that's a struggle and we're, we're going to fall and he offers us those the sacraments and, and those paths in which we can we can heal and we can make amends and so yeah we are going to fail we are going to struggle uh, and yeah. that's part of that walking this this journey and I think maybe part of the your journey of land or is going where can I humble myself and put on obedience with the people that that, that I need to that are around me whether it's my parents or my teachers or whoever it is that that's yeah. One of the things I love about our church is that there's lots of little, um, sometimes often hidden um, secrets and symbols in what we do. And so some people might be surprised to know that the ashes we use on Ash Wednesday are the burnt palms from Palm Sunday from the year before. And it's just this little um, hat tip, for want of a better term, to the fact that Lent and the journey of Lent reaches its fulfillment in the death and resurrection of Christ. And so it is this, again, this reminder that we play a bit of make-believe sometimes, like, okay, we're preparing ourselves for the death and resurrection of Christ, but it has already happened. Mm. And so that grace that was won for us on the cross is the thing that we rely on to enter into Lent again. Yeah. That cycle that cycle, The cycle continues. of our calendar, yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that whole, sometimes we can fall into that temptation of, okay, well, Lent's here, I've got to work harder. I've got to more prayer. I've got to be more dependent. Well, actually, it's God's grace that will help us if we are willing to be open ourselves. And that's where those different Lenten practices, it's not about us doing things, but it's about us, once again, opening ourselves to Mm. the channels of God's grace in our life. Yeah, and one one element of that is that um, people start their rite of Christian initiation and during the lead up to um, Easter and that we, we actually baptise people at Easter because they've gone through that process and come out and be and be ready and reinvigorated for what they're called to in, in their baptismal promises and as Catholics. So it's a really important time for those people as well who are entering into the church. Um, so we're preparing every year and we're also helping prepare others and bring them into that fold as well so we see in the gospel reading this sunday jesus in in the desert so he he enters into this place of of solitude mm-hmm. um and he enters into it with this this attitude of trust it mod- it's, a, it's a great model for us for the, the next 50 days. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, like when I think of going into the desert, you know, we're so influenced by media today and we probably think of like Survivor and where the idea is you go out into the wilderness alone and you have mm. to survive by yourself. 
But that's the complete opposite of this going into the desert that Jesus is showing us. It's not reliance on self and fighting to survive. It's finding that right relationship with God where we are dependent on him and he is there to provide for our needs. Which again is that complete turning around of of how we normally respond. Mm. Yes. And it is that that's again the church gives us prayer, penance and almsgiving as these opportunities to recommit ourselves in those three areas mm. that we normally don't enter into. Um, and that we are we're saying, especially in through prayer, to say, okay, I'm going to strive this season of Lent to be more reliant on you again, mm. Lord. And to put you at the at the forefront of of my my life, and acknowledge that I don't always do it, and that's yeah. where, obviously, throughout the year, but in particular in the season of of Lent and Easter, the sacrament of confession is yeah, is so, so important, important yeah. because it it is about that acknowledgement that we don't we don't get it right all the time, and that we are willing to seek the Lord's forgiveness and grace in those areas of our life where where we don't get it right. And that he is seeking us out too. Mm. He's, well, he's he's there first. Yeah. Mm. And I think I think we see that in the gospel is that God was in the desert when Jesus, like, he was already there. Yeah, anticipating. Yeah, and that that's the same with each one of us. And there are a few years back we did the um, Jacques Philippe book, uh, Time for God. Time for God. And there's yeah. just this beautiful line in it that I'd never heard before, but this idea that if you sit in front of a fire you will be warmed. Mm. Like God is there. He will do it. He's if, waiting for if, us. Yeah. If we place ourselves mm. there. Yeah. Um, so, and I suppose that's what you're saying, Joe, like this this entering into the desert, entering into these times of silence and isolation, it isn't withdrawing from anything, but it's really stepping into the presence of God again. Yes. Stepping into relationship. Into yeah. relationship. Have you got any tips or tricks to make Len a bit easier for the young people of Melbourne? Well, one of the things Jacob and I were talking about earlier was the litany of humility. Mm. And Jacob, you had said how that had been so important yeah. for you. Um, I sort of discovered it probably a year ago and pray it pretty regularly. Um, it's become a really important part of stepping back and going, where, where are elements in my life do I need to surrender to God? Um, what parts of me... What, what sort of assumptions and things I've made about myself or others that I need to step back and go, okay, God, I'm actually going to give that to you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to humble myself to you and really be open to that. Yeah. Yeah, so looking for that litany of humility and mm. sitting down in a quiet space, yeah. whether at home, as Jesus tells us in Ash, during the, the scripture in Ash Wednesday to pray in secret or you know at church in a chapel and going through that litany Mm. slowly reading it, praying, reflecting on it. Reflecting on it, yeah, absolutely. One of the uh, things that I found during Exodus 90 is that so often I think we go, oh, well, I'll just give up one thing for Lent because I don't want to overdo it. Mm. But almost the opposite is true with something like Exodus 90 where there's actually a whole raft of things and then you find out that if you miss one or two on any given day but you still do six of the other ones, you go, oh, well, actually, I'm doing okay. So my, my tip would be be generous mm. this With yourself, Lent. yeah. And so you go, okay, don't, yeah. don't just go, oh, well, I'll, I'll, just, give up, I'll just give up coffee because mm. I don't want to make too big a thing because I'll never do it. Because generally from my experience, when I just give up one thing for Lent, 
I never do it anyway. <laughs> um, where if I've given up four or five or six things or I've added in those, those things, additional things, yeah. if I miss one, I still get to the end of the day and go, oh, well, do you know what? I, d- I, did, I did do two or three other things. So That's a great idea. Be, be generous with your uh, Lenten penances this year. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, you were listening to the Hello app this morning. Yeah. So um, I've, Yeah, so I've been listening to it since Wednesday. Um, and I've been reading a book from um, this character called Father Chiswick and um, Mark Wahlberg reflected on it this morning and talked about he, – he sort of challenged us and said, well, where are you – being called in growth in your life okay you know it's great to have chosen something to give up but where are you going to grow in your in your virtue where are you going to grow in your relationship with god where are you going to grow as a whole person that god's calling you to be um where is he calling you to flourish in this lens and i think that's a really good um takeaway yeah and I think growth is is a really important thing. Mm. And so tools like the Hello app, but there's also other great resources out there. Yeah. Some great Lenten prayer resources or formation. Like, what are you what are you going to do these fifty days to sort of grow in in your faith and, as you said, in the in the life of virtue? Um. So one thing for me. Oh, is sorry. That oh, was a rhetorical. No. That question. was a rhetorical question. Um, oh. That was a question to the universe. <laughs> to the but universe. you can you can you can okay, you yeah. can answer <laughs> your personal growth. Joe. It, it did sound directed. You were no, looking at him. <laughs> that was but one thing I am doing, if you you know, just yeah, to share it around, it. is um, just reading from uh, the Fathers of the Desert. Uh, because the Fathers of the Desert went into the physical desert, not something that we can really do today. But it allows you to reflect on sort of the, the modern deserts that we live today in our life. And so to sort of st- try and go into the desert in whatever way you can during Lent, um, so for me, it'll be just walking with some of those fathers in some of their stories and experiences and seeing how that applies to my own daily life and my spiritual growth as well. Mm. Desert Fathers, great, great suggestion. I, they scare me a little bit. They're so <laughs> fun to read. I'm going to start bringing in anecdotes from their lives for um, you, Father. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I read a really good one the other day. Just, just what I need, more, more, more holiness <laughs> to make me feel bad. No, no, no. Well, and I think for those of you who haven't heard of Exodus 90, that is very similar where you, you follow the people of Israel through their journey through through the desert, mm. um, um, through those 90 days. So, yeah, very similar to the Desert Fathers. But otherwise, I think it really is just about sort of making, making the most of Lent. Uh, the church gives us a season each year to really sort of to grow mm. um, and to really prepare our hearts for the celebration of, of Easter um, so yeah, just I think it's really worth um, jumping in and jumping in, sort of feet first, yeah, fe- feet first yeah. or forehead first. <laughs> now here's my question: This is going to be very strange. Is it forehead or forehead? Ooh. Ooh, we get it in night prayer in the divine office. And oh, I, really? What is it in the? I used to say forehead growing up, but I think now I say forehead. I I've think been it's influenced. Forehead, yeah. Yeah. I did say forehead growing up, though. Is that because you're from regional Victoria? <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just put it out there. Shout, <laughs> shout out to all our regional Victorian <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> this is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening for young Catholics around Melbourne and how you can get involved, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Well, thanks, Jacob, for just alienating sort of <laughs> <laughs> three, 
three quarters of the state of Victoria. <laughs> I was, I was going to say three quarters of our listeners. Um, no, well, who knows? Well, let's, let's hope that regional Victoria is listening to our podcast. <laughs> but, um, so we are we are back for another another season. It has been a bit of a summer break. Uh, we're really uh, looking forward to a, f- a year of podcasts where um, a whole variety of hosts and guests where we just try and tackle. <laughs> some important matters and also whether it's forehead or forehead and yeah. then yeah. Ram- ramble our way through some others but um <laughs> there's also lots of great stuff happening this year uh here in the church in melbourne uh it's in case you're not aware the pope's called a year of yeah, prayer year so of prayer. um Jubilee, really yeah. lent lent is a great time to sort of kick off what what is going to be a a year dedicated to prayer to really prepare mm. ourselves for the jubilee year for next, next year. year so yeah. Plenty of opportunities in around Melbourne, as we already said. Theology of the Pub's back on. Yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> Six thirty holy, holy hour. Um, um, but also lots of stuff happening in our parishes and communities movements around town. Joe, you're new to Melbourne. Uh, well, any first back. first thoughts? Ah, uh, the weather. The weather. I know everyone says that, but I've just had three years in Queensland where it's like I want the seasons back. I want change. <laughs> Did you really want them back all in I one thought, day, I though? I thought I did, and then I came back <laughs> in four seasons yeah, in one day. I don't exactly. know if I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Jacob, back for another year. Honours at university. Yeah. Any tips for your fellow students out there? Um, just take it as it comes <laughs> and keep moving forward. That's all I'd enjoy say. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts, yeah. Um, enjoy undergrad. <laughs> 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 well, that's it, friends. We uh, we scratched our way through our first episode, but uh, we look forward to joining you throughout the year. Uh, you've been listening to the... Like, how do we finish this thing? I don't know. You've been listening to the Disciple Firehouse. Yeah. God bless. God bless. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to work, thanks for listening to the You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you around Melbourne. Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.